Bible podcast. We hope you'll enjoy this message by Pastor Joey Bonifacio. Today, I want to take you to a moment where Jesus is speaking to his early disciples. Sitting on top of a hill in Jerusalem, in Israel, he speaks in Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountains side and sat down. His disciples came to him and began to, and he began to teach them. You are the salt of the earth. Notice the words, you are the salt of the earth. These were a handful of Jews sitting on a mountainside, and Jesus cast this giant vision about being the preservative of the whole earth. If the salt goes, loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Further in verse 14, he says, you are the light of the world. He talks about a town on a hill that cannot be hidden. He was expressing this reality of the church being something that is seen in the world and something that is seen on the earth that has global impact. My title this message, Local But Global. And today, I want to be more practical about you understanding who every nation is as a church and a little bit of a history about who we are. I want to read to you the mission statement of every nation so you can clearly understand and appreciate the role of the universal church, as we've explained in week one, the role of the, of, of the church and what it does on a day-to-day basis. But today, as a local church, as a member of every nation, what does this mean? It means this. We exist to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. Let me draw your attention to the few, a few words in this little statement over here. We exist to honor God tells you why we do what we do by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, socially responsible, tells us how we do what we do. Thirdly, we see churches and campus ministries, which is what we do. And finally, it says in every nation, which is where we do it. There are four things that we see here. The why, the how, the what, and the where. I want to start with the why. Why we do what we do. If companies have mission statements, so do churches. And if companies have stakeholders, so do churches. And in this particular case, it says why we do what we do is to honor God. And our primary stakeholder, therefore, is no other than God himself. Now, the reason why he's the primary stakeholder is, number one, he's the founder of the church. The church would not exist without him. He's not just the founder, he's the chairman of the church. He directs, he chairs, and is the only one we truly want to honor and glorify. And most of all, he is the biggest investor of the church. He's invested his own son, he's invested his entire kingdom, and given us the keys to the kingdom of heaven, because God is the ultimate stakeholder in the church. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23 says, As Christ is the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. Why do we do what we do? To honor God. What does that mean? In every area of our lives. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, whatever you do, do it all for the honor and glory of God. Personal lives, your, your relational lives, your spiritual life, your physical life, your financial life, everything we do, is to honor God in every area of our lives. And thirdly, how we do things matters, not just what we do, but how we do them. Matthew 
chapter 15, verse 8 says, the Lord says, the people come near to me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. It's easy to have a mission statement. It's easy to print this in your walls. It's easy to post it on social media. The reality is, are our hearts in there? The first point I want to make in this brief message for you to understand the church is why we do what we do. To honor God in every area of our lives and how we do things matters. Secondly, how do we do them? Now, the first thing we saw there is our church, the Every Nation Church, is Christ-centered. Those are not just simple words we say. As we've expressed this in times past, the Christ-centered means there is no other reason for gathering other than Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 says that for no one can lay a foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. There is no other person, there is no other basis for having a church other than it being centered on the person, the words, the ways, and the authority of Jesus. In many churches, in many situations or companies, it can become about personalities. In our church, the issue is not that. The issue is everything is centered in nothing and no one but Jesus, His words, His ways, and His authority. There are methods and ministries, and companies have systems or missions and organizations. But the way we do it, how we do it, is Christ-centered. Secondly, it's Spirit-empowered. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 says, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. There's a way to do church where you do it out of your own flesh and out of your own strength, out of your own abilities, so that by your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. The Every Nation mission statement clearly states that we are Christ-centered and Spirit-empowered. God's power versus talents and skills, God's power over strengths and experiences, God's power over manpower and financial resources. We are not building on the talents and skills of pastors like me, of staff, or strengths and experiences of the people in the church, or our manpower and financial resources. We are building, how we're building, is Christ-centered, Spirit-empowered, and finally, socially responsible. James chapter 1, verse 27 says this, Religion that our God and Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after widows and orphans in their distress and to keep one from being polluted by the world. Isaiah explains this similar thought differently. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen, says the Lord, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break the, every yoke on them? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter? The Bible clearly tells us that God has a heart for those that have been caused with layers of injustice or have been fallen through the cracks of the society. When you see the naked to clothe them and not turn them away from your own flesh and not turn away from your own flesh and blood. As a church, we minister in social ways. This is a picture of a party that we've held for migrant workers. Throughout the years and even during COVID, we fed migrant workers thousands of meals uh, over the course of that time to make sure that these people 
are ministered to and touched by us, the Church of Jesus Christ. We have a ministry to the elders and deliver groceries. Uh, we hold Christmas parties for them. We have a bursary that provides money for students who cannot keep up with the expenses of being in school. And even just last week, we started packing over 27 boxes of clothes and things to be sent to Turkey where we have a church. This is how we do what we do. We are Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and socially responsible. Now, we arrive at the third part of this message is, what is it that we do? Well, we plant churches. Now, we've looked at what churches are or were or in the early centuries two weeks ago. Then we looked at the early church in the book of Acts. But Daniel chapter 2, verse 44, takes on another prophetic voice in the Old Testament about what the church looks like or will look like. In the time of the kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom, referring to the church, that will never be destroyed. Speaking of the kings, the prophecy was that Rome was going to rise into power. An amazing prophecy describing a picture of Rome, the Romans, and God himself will set a kingdom that will never be destroyed. And even though times and seasons will come, no other people will rule over it except the people of the church themselves. Daniel chapter 4, 4, 244 continues, it will crush all those kingdoms. And it was true. The kingdom of Greece and Rome and other kingdoms have ended, but itself endures to this day. The point is this. As a movement, we plant churches that plant churches. The reason why we have church in Turkey is because this church here planted a church there. We have a church in Nepal where one of our members and her husband went over there and planted a church. That church has planted a church in Cyprus. In short, we plant churches that plant churches, and we do them in every nation, so much so that today, every nation churches are in 80 nations. Some of them are big, like every nation Singapore. Others are smaller churches. But the point is, we plant churches, and that's why we can't even have a count of how many of these hundreds of churches are all across the world, because they're in different shapes and sizes. We also plant churches in urban centers. And there's a particular reason why we do that. We just don't plant churches. We plant campus ministries. It is our desire to reach the next generation. In my lifetime and in my service to the church, I've seen students who have now become pastors, one of them being my own sons. My, uh, some of them have become pastors like one of my sons. The other have become businessmen. And the reason why was because we reached them in their university campuses. Some have now become senior pastors, missionaries, leaders in society, husbands, wives, parents, and all sorts of roles in society. Because campus ministry is the fountain of youth of a church. For as long as we uphold this vision of reaching campus, uh, campus ministries, we will see growth in that area of the church. Secondly, it will influence how we do what we do. In truth and in fact, I changed the way I preach using keynotes. I got involved in social media, primarily because of my desire to be engaging the next generation, even in my old age. And what are we doing? Churches, campus ministries. And let me introduce you to the church here in Singapore. Every Nation Singapore has been around for nearly 30 years. And in Every Nation Singapore, we have four different places. Kalang, which serves a very diverse group of young people, Vivo City, which is, serves a larger group of people in, two, in, in a cinema and with kids' church ministries. We have a service for campus, and we also have 
an online service just like this one you're attending. Which allows me now to close this message. Where do we do what we do? We do it in every nation. We don't just pick and choose who comes to our church. We pick every person that we can reach because that's the mandate of our mission statement. Let me summarize this short message for you. Why do we do what we do? To honor God for no other reason other than to glorify Him. It's about our lives, not just our, our, it's about every area of our lives, our spiritual, relational, physical, and financial lives. How we do things matters as much as what we do. Secondly, how we do it is through Christ-centered churches, spirit-empowered churches, socially responsible churches, which is what we do, churches and campus ministries and every nation Singapore. Where do we do it? We do it in every nation. Join me in a short prayer and proclamation as we close this service and remember that this is what we do here at Every Nation Singapore. Pick up a bread and a cup and join me in this prayer. Father, thank you for the years of this church here in Singapore, nearly 30 years of your faithfulness to us. Bind us together as a people in this local church. Yes, Lord, we know that the church is universal. And yes, Lord, we know that we're to pray, meditate, proclaim, and fellowship. But give us a greater view of our role here as you've planted us in this church, as you've joined us in this church. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, Amen. Thank you for listening to the Every Nation Singapore podcast. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. For more information, visit everynation.org.sg.